Praise the Lord. God bless you, everyone. This is Apostle Ivory Hopkins. I am extremely excited to have you to listen to our podcast messages. We are trusting that the Holy Spirit will bless you. We're going to take you into a message in just a few minutes, amen, where I feel that God is going to give you insight, revelation, and wisdom through the teachings that the Lord has given us to present before you. Uh, if you want to get up with us on our website, our website is pilgrimsministry.org. That's pilgrimsministry.org. It is my pleasure and my honor to bring this anointed message to you where I am preaching and teaching under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, giving God's people insight that will strengthen their spiritual walk, build their family, and put under their feet the enemy on every level. Now sit back and enjoy this message. God bless you, my dear friend, and thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. This is practical teaching. I'm not going to stand up here like I'm some superstar, bring you something deep, and y'all going to have to get this revelation. If it ain't simple enough to understood, it ain't a revelation. It's confusion. <laughs> We're going to be talking about... Tonight, we're going to be talking about deliverance from strongholds that affect the family, deliverance from marriage-breaking spirits. Father, in the name of Jesus, as I minister this message, as your Holy Spirit ministers it through my life, I ask in Jesus' name, that your spirit would cause those that are going through issues in marriage or those that are desiring to be married or those that have had warfare in marriage, God. I pray that the Holy Spirit allows them to hear what the Spirit of God is saying to them. Father, I thank you and I praise you, Father, for the many victories that you brought us all through. Nothing to be ashamed of. For all families have issues. We as human beings are so flawed, Father. But you came that you might give us life and that more abundantly. Father, as we begin to teach this teaching, let them learn how to use these weapons of warfare against the enemy. And we give you praise, glory, and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, what the position that I'm coming from tonight, I want you to clearly understand. This is different than marriage counseling. Good marriage counseling to people that are not under demonic harassment is choices and decisions. That's what it comes down to. I 100% believe in marriage counseling. Some, one time a guy turned around and told me, I don't need nobody to counsel me. I said, then you're not very safe, are you, brother? For the Bible says there's safety in the multitude of counselors. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, the word of God is not against counseling, just bad counsel. Give the Lord a great big hand praise. Hallelujah. One of the biggest tactics that the enemy uses to destroy the unity of family is to see yourself in crisis and go for help nowhere. 
Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor. That brother's saying, don't fake it. I'm old school. I come back from the uh, back in the day, man, when we were looking at Will Robinson and them. And that was a saying they used to have, danger, Will Robinson. Yeah. Amen. The enemy is banking on us not getting godly counsel. He's banking on us not dealing with issues. He's banking on it. Now, let's start now. Deliverance from strongholds that affect the family. Deliverance from marriage-breaking spirit. And watch this. Ephesians 5.21. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. I pulled this scripture for a reason. The, the understanding that keeps a home in unity is not who is the boss. You can't be the boss of nothing if it don't submit to you. I, I can't hear you, soldiers. Now, somebody's not getting this, see now. <laughs> I, I'm going somewhere. Notice I did not, I'm not going to argue about God over us, Christ, the man, the head of the one. I'm not arguing that point. I'm with you. I'm with you. But the first thing I want to defuse so that we get to a point where we'll help each other. See, when me and Abner have problems, pastor, leaders, we look at it as we need to help each other here. Now, I can, I can mess around and say, well, I'm the head because Christ made me the head in the house and I'm, I'm the one to cover you and I'm the, your protector. And she sat around looking at me going like, but if you quit acting like you don't have a head, I'm not going to listen to you either. <laughs> Just say it, you know. So we start here. If you want to disarm the enemy, check this out. Submitting yourselves one towards another. How? But how? Can't hear you, soldiers. It doesn't work if you just deal with who's supposed to submit. It only works when you understand you both are in the fear of God. This word submitting means to be under obedience. Got that? To be made subject. Got that? Now here goes the wisdom key of marriage. Listen at this. Couples, that's singles, I want you to hear this. Those that are looking to get a mate, ready to get married, Ready to get found? Hallelujah. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Listen, do me real good. She the only one hot I'm going to give you this wisdom, girlfriend. The rest of them just going to catch it. Couples should never marry if they can't trust submitting to each other in the fear of God. I, somebody didn't get that. I'm going to say it again. Couples should never marry if they can't Trust submitting to each other in the fear of God. And notice, God's word, God's nature is what guides us. Amen. Everybody got that? Yeah. Often people get married and they forget that we are having to be subject to each other. Your life changes. You know why I'm here tonight? Because you're anointed. You're missing it. You know why I'm here tonight? 
because you have a powerful deliverance ministry. You're missing it. You know why I'm here tonight? Because my wife and I came into agreement that my life is dedicated and our life is dedicated to the work of God. And I check with my family before I check with my calendar. Apostle Jason offers a date. I turn around to the one that I'm not dating but married to and go, can this work? Is anybody understanding this? I often meet people that their ministry or their job or their whatever becomes greater than their marriage. Oh, okay. Is everybody all right? And the enemy uses it as a loophole. Listen to me. Listen to me. Any couple out there, ministry couple, I'm talking to you. Hear me. Get, get with me. Any ministry couple out there that since you've been called in the ministry, your marriage is the problem, you need to first set aside the call and get yourself together. Because it is possible to build a ministry a life and even a business on a bad foundation at home. I often, listen to me, I often minister to people in ministry who hate, to their mate hates church. They hate church because the way that it has been handled the church came first, the ministry came first, and the marriage came later. And Jesus established, God established the family first. Ah, oh, it's getting quiet. Somebody submitting one towards another. Go to the next frame. Ladies, do you know the anointing of God's favor rests upon you? You bad. Yeah. <laughs> Are you understanding me? Hey, guys, work with me a little bit here. Do you know that when you got the wife, the Bible said, whosoever findeth a wife, findeth a good thing, and obtain favor of the Lord. Jesus. Let me break it down in the international version. He who finds a wife finds what is good, and receives favor from God. Amen. I love it. Not only am I just married to my sweetheart, but I got the anointed favor of God because of it. That's the reason why Satan wants us living in relationships outside of God's order. Is because he knows we come under a curse. And the curse is not, listen to this, the curse is not because you didn't get married. The curse is because it opens doors to the enemy. Are oh, you understanding me? God is not all bent out of shape about you who you're seeing or dating. God is saying to us, there is an order that I have set for a relationship to be built and the enemy tried to get us to illegitimately get in relationships, create relationships that are not based upon the word and that's why they don't work. Is anybody hearing this? Yeah. Marriage
marriage should be honored by all and the marriage bed kept pure for God will judge your adulterer and all sexual immorality. Now that's a tough verse, but let me show you the concept of Jesus walking up to the lady at the well. He meets the lady at the well. He says something to her that's profound. He says to her, you know what? You've had five husbands and the one you got now is not yours. Now in truth, he had the compassion to realize that this woman had had five bad relationships, five damages that affected her life. And the enemy thought, I got her sold up. Boy, I tell you, girlfriend must have been dreaming pretty hard. That, that's the one God gave me. Nope, that, no, but I'm not, that, no, it was that, five times. <laughs> Somebody in there say, oh my. oh my. But it's just like us. All that is showing that there were five decisions that she had made, five situations that, the, that her heart, somebody say her heart, her heart led her into. But when she really met the man, when she really, when she said, when the word of God says, she, that woman said she met Jesus. And when she met Jesus, it changed her so profoundly until she turned around and ran through the town going, come see a man. How many know what I'm talking about? What, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say as we meet Jesus and we meet the principles of the scripture, we really begin to understand. We really begin to see what marriage is. Demonic powers, demonic strongholds do not want us to see Jesus first, see his word first. It wants us to see a man. It wants us to see a woman. It wants us to see a body part. Oh, glory. Somebody say, oh, glory. glory. I'm going to tell you as an old school soldier, brothers, to the young men in here, brother, it takes a while to get delivered from all the, the foolishness that the enemy has built up to call that's what a woman is or that's what a man is. Give God a big hand, praise. Go to the next frame. I'm going to list some strongholds that affects marriage and where intercessory prayer is needed. And tonight, all I'm doing tonight is just setting the platform for the deliverance tomorrow. Listen at this. Number one, the reason why many marriages go through a lot of torment outside of just marrying someone outside of the word. Because if you marry someone not in the word, you can expect the things that happen that way. Are, are you understanding me? That, that there is just, that's just marriage understanding 101 in church. That's just 101. Got that? The Bible said, be ye not unequally yoked with an unbeliever. The chance that you take is that that unbeliever will live ungodly and you will have to fight and go to warfare because of it. Is anybody getting me? Yeah. Hallelujah. I know it's not popular today because today, amen, we people tend to believe you make a decision outside of the word, then all of a sudden you want to bring it in the word and it becomes very difficult. Uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be fun this weekend. So before we start dealing with the 
just seeing someone, let's make sure we find them in the word and make sure our life is in the word because there are problems that the enemy will open up. Let, let, let me give you some examples to help you, okay? Can we talk? Yeah. Can we be plain? Yeah. But decent. Yeah. I'm ministering in Washington, D.C., Good Christian sister, saved in the church, loved the Lord with all of her heart. She marries this guy. He begins to tell her, you're, you're supposed to be doing the word. And she, she said, well, yeah. And he said, well, yeah. And you know, I'm the head of the house. And she goes, okay, I'm, I'm, where are you going? <laughs> this joker turns around and tells her, says, then if you are supposed to do what I say, then I'm going to be in the closet and you be with this other guy. This actually happened. Now, you, you see how crazy that sound? That crazy thought that was in his mind was a thought that was in him because he was not born again. She married right into a situation of perversion. When, and usually, I, I, I've got to say this, please don't get mad with me, but I'm going to say it. She made a decision to marry, but never conferred with no, no spiritual counseling, no pastoral leadership. She just came up with a date. This is when we're getting married. What she should have said is, this is when I'm getting ready to make a disaster. You know, this is first ivory one in one, okay? To make sure you know it's me, all right? If someone wants to marry my daughter, or someone wants to date my granddaughter, or see my, any of my girls, I call them my girls, I want to make sure that they want to come by and visit their creator. <laughs> my granddaughter's going to kill me on this, but it's funny. <laughs> She, was, she just finished her, just, just graduated wonderfully. And whatever, but it was this young guy that, was, that wanted to see her. And, and he, I got a long driveway, okay? Real nice long driveway. He would park down the driveway and she would walk down there. So finally I told her, I said, um, uh, baby girl, she said, she said, yes, Grandpa. I said, you tell that young man to drive that car down this driveway, step up in this yard, because I want to see him. <laughs> she said, she said, well, he's a little afraid. I said, well, I, I, I do want him to have a, a, a bit of reverential fear. <laughs> but I want, I want him to know that you don't do drive-bys at my house. <laughs> See, oh, come on, Shadabaha. Come on, somebody. And, 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 you know, and you know what? When the young man came up and came in, I came, up, I came upstairs. I went to meet him. I walked over, shook his hand. I said, how you doing, young man? He said, I'm fine. He was looking at me and said, I'm fine. <laughs> I said, I really appreciate you coming on by. I said, listen, from here on out, when you come up here to pick up my granddaughter, I said, you're welcome to come in the door and you're welcome to see us. I said, okay. He said, yes, sir. I said, good. And when they left, I, I started laughing. She said, what you scared that boy like that for? I said, I wanted him scared enough to know that she had a family. <laughs> We go drive by. Bam, bam, come on. Uh-uh. Is anybody understanding me? Now, some of y'all look at me, oh, that's old school. No, that's a father. That's a grandfather. By the way, I ain't always been saved in anything that I had to meet down the lane or meet late at night or it only comes out at dark. 
Y'all ain't all that deep either, but pray for me, okay? So when I see you start creating a pattern with one of the women of God in my house, uh-uh. Sometimes the devil is able to get away with stuff in our family and set things up in our young generation. It's because you be minding your business instead of minding your business. If my granddaughter did not want grandpa to get up in her business, she should have never moved in the house. <laughs> is everybody all right? Yeah. Now, 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 like I said, this is just interrupt. Remember, we're going to cast out devils and do all that about, but we're going to get an understanding here. How, how many young men in here are, are fathers now? Got self daughter, got self and children. Boy, don't don't you roll different now? I tell you what, if you ever want to tell where strong deliverance is, look at your child. Look at that wonderful little girl. Look at that young man that you have and say to yourself, would you want them doing some of the stuff you used to do? want my generation to go have the same bondages I do because I don't man up. Are you hearing me? Somebody say glory. glory. Are you, I'm going to say this. Somebody say glory. glory. Amen. Now let's list some of these <laughs> strongholds to pray for in the session. Now one that I prevalently find strong is the generational stronghold of always being a good date, but not a wife or husband. Now, some of you that are sitting here know what I'm talking about. You desire to be found. You desire to have a mate. You desire to have someone in your life. But they always, you see, keep repeatedly getting in relationships that you are a good date. But it never comes to a conclusion. Does anybody get what I'm saying? They even tell you after they leave you and get with the other woman. I'm going to tell you, can I use a fictitious name? Abigail, if you're in here, I'm not talking about you. Your cousin didn't tell me. But they go, it works like this. Now, Abigail, I I tell you, uh, it ain't nothing wrong with you. And you're going like, well, why are you with Sheila? Well, I, 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 I can't explain, but I want to say this to you and what have you. It was wonderful dating you. You're really a good girl. And you're sitting there going like, I say, I'm a wonderful date. I'm a good girl. I ain't even get into the other stuff. I'm going to be nice tonight. I'm being hey, Travis. I ministered to a person that had a stronghold over her life. Oh, by the way, she's found someone now that's treating her like something. But the stronghold in her life was, she's a good date. Okay to visit when she comes to mind. But never put a ring on it. Is anybody understanding me? And she, she said to me, this is always happening to me. So I sat down and I, I said, okay. I said, let's pray. And I began to pray and ask the father. 
I begin to intercede. I said, Lord, and, and by the way, you don't even have to get real super, super duper deep with stuff. All you got to do is know what's happening and pray what's happening. And it went like this. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I ask that your Holy Spirit break out of my life the repeated cycle of being a good date but never becoming a mate. I ask in the name of Jesus that the strongholds that I see not only in my life but I see in other family members going through the same type of thing. Good date, no mate. Now let's go a little bit further. Always making me the other man or the other woman. This actually was a person I prayed for and God broke it. In her, in the young lady's heart, she was saying, I want to live right. I've taken down sometimes and I still didn't accomplish nothing. I've gotten in relationships that I hate myself almost. One even said to me, said, Ivory, if I break up with him, is it possible for me to come out of and leave this married man alone and nobody get hurt? And I looked at her and I said, not possible. When you come out of a relationship that was not supposed to be, you will feel broken, pain, but oh, if you obey God and he starts turning it in for your favor, you will look at that and say, I thought I had something. Now I got something. There is a cycle that the enemy does to keep some of us from always being good person, good date, no mate. And we meet people talking crazy. You know, Shani, I'm really looking for a woman that ain't got no children. And you got three. <laughs> I'm not exactly a genius. I won't even claim to be a brilliant man. But girlfriend, if he's looking for somebody with no children, then I think it disqualifies you. <laughs> Another stronghold that we find is that we've seen operate and have warfare in marriage is repetitive separation and divorce in the family line. Repetitive. When you see that cycle, and you, you know, you don't even need all nine gifts of the spirit. Just, just look at your family. And now y'all are laughing. I know it sounds funny. Remember, they're coming, you're coming for prayer. Now, I, my endeavor this weekend is not to teach you for me to do it for you. My endeavor is, yes, you're going to laugh, but I want to teach you to war for yourself or your intercessory group to know how to target it. To know how to target that. You know what? We've got some people that are not married that want to be married, but the enemy has some of them that people want to keep them as an eternal date. And then if a, if a brother or a sister has fear of commitment, then we need to deal with that. Do you know what history says concerning Casanova? By the way, I cast a demon out of a young man here in our church, and the spirit went by the name of Casanova. Playa! 
It was just it, yeah. now, that's it. Now, 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 this is church. This is church. Can we talk like church? Yeah. Do you know if the elders and the leaders in church have radar and discernment? Yeah. They can discern, brother, when you're so confused that you need to leave the sisters alone. You know, so, but anyway, when we went to minister, he said, I, he said, he said, he said, brother Ivory, he said, I really need prayer. He said, I don't want to operate like I'm doing. I said, but you know what? I said, before you came in Christ, you were a player and that thing is still operating. And when I went after it, the way that the stronghold operated was like this sisters and let me help you. Okay. It would insinuate, but never commit anything to anything. It's like somebody talking to you, riding by, I'll tell you, what, what kind of furniture you think would look good in that house, girl? Now, he's asking you about the furniture and the house and, you know, putting out those little feelers, but never making a commitment. Is anybody understanding me? Yes, Father, I'm going to keep on working with it. You talk to one sister, make her feel hopeful. Make her feel like something is going on. Making her feel like something's going to happen. Making her feel like the relation is going somewhere. And then the next thing you know, you're over there with somebody else running off the same game. One sister at a time, and please make your mind up. <laughs> but usually what happens with situations like this, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it and shame the devil. I'm going to shame him. What usually happens is the brothers or the sisters get arguing at each other instead of zeroing in the fact that you know one thing, you ain't about nothing right now. You need to get delivered. Sisters, if somebody in any place is trying to see you and then you and then you and then you and it's all confused, listen, if you don't want to be playing that game, if the person got that much amnesia, if they got that much, come on, then you need to cut them loose, cut the sucker loose. Because you think too much of yourself to be played. Well, anyway, when we prayed for this brother and was commanding this womanizing spirit out of him, he had learned it. His father was a womanizer. He was trained in the method of womanizing. Amen. All GQ and all that, all he was something else. And when we started casting those demons of lust and perversion and self-love, somebody said self-love. Self and that's when that demon said, rose up, I'm Casanova. I said, what? Come on. When you read the history of Casanova, do you know what it says about him? He says, just as soon as I find a woman that I think I just about might love, I find I love myself more. someone that's in love with himself. Well, praise God. I trust that you enjoyed that message. Well, look, my dear friend, this is Apostle Hopkins. Amen. And I'm getting ready to get on up out of here. Look, if you want to sow a donation and bless us, you can do it on our website at pilgrimsministry.org. That's pilgrimsministry.org. Or you can go to our cash app and make a cash app donation to General Ivory Hopkins. It's just simply General Ivory Hopkins. It has been my pleasure, amen, to bring to you the things pertaining to kingdom 
life and family. So I trust these podcasts blesses you, and I'm going to catch you guys in another teaching. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you.